We're thrilled to announce that we now have seven powerful devotionals available on YouVersion's Bible app. For those not in the know, YouVersion is the top Bible app in the world, and we're honored to be on this incredible platform. Our devotionals dive deep into the pillars that define the lion within us, health, wealth, and self. So whether you're seeking spiritual growth, financial wisdom, or personal development, these devotionals are tailor-made for you. So ready to embark on this transformative journey and unleash the lion within you? Head over to thelionwithin.us slash uversion to access our devotions on the uversion app. Join thousands of like-minded individuals and dive into the word with us. That's thelionwithin.us slash uversion. That's Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N. And let's grow together and become the leaders God intends us to be. Welcome to The Lion Within Us, a podcast serving Christian men who are hungry to be the leaders God intends you to be. I'm your host, Chris Granger. Let's jump in. All right, guys, it is your meet episode of the week. I'm excited to have you here. You know how we're going to start every episode. That's with scripture. So this week we had one verse. So you should be able to get this verse down, guys, because this guy, this verse speaks to all men. It's out of 1 Corinthians chapter 16. It's the last chapter in 1 Corinthians verse 13. Okay. Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. So again, if you missed the spiritual kickoff, kick yourself in the pants. Now go back and listen to it. Seriously, that was a a really powerful spiritual kickoff. I, I I thought that the spirit led that that episode in many ways, guys. But I really tried to give you some practical ways that you can take that one scripture and apply it to your walk right now, today. Okay, now. For this conversation, you need to get ready because we're going to be talking with Taurus McLean. We're going to be talking about his book, Man Code, how he broke breaks free from sexual sin and became the God, the man that God called him to be. And Taurus, he brought it. He brought his A-game. He's the co-founder of the Hope Ambassadors. And that's really a ministry that equips Christians with spiritual and practical tools to address the challenges keeping them from experiencing Jesus Christ in every area of their life. So he's passionate about serving people. That comes through big time in this conversation, if you're going to hear that. And he's going to, he really focuses on helping people get free from the mindsets and the behaviors that are holding them back from being to doing all that God calls them to do. Okay. So he, he has a, a really just a deep passion for this. He has a, a he lives in Detroit. He is uh, married for his wife, Kelly, and they have four children. So we talk about that. But I just love his transparency, his openness, his vulnerability. Guys, there is nothing fake about Taurus. He brings the real raw truth. He, he gave some practical advice as well. So if you're walking down a path of sexual sin, maybe you have just a little pinhole of sexual sin in your life. You got to be careful because Satan wants your marriage to fail. He's going to do all he can to take that little Instagram account that you're following or that TikTok account or that website or that acquaintance at work because we're just having lunch. He's going to do everything he can to throw these little darts at you to get you to trip up. And you need to be careful about your testimony. So I think the way Taurus, the way he leans in and really shares with, with, with this conversation, for me, it was very impactful. And I pray that it impacts and it serves you well. So I'm not going to hold it back anymore. Enjoy this conversation with Taurus McClendon.
So, Taurus, welcome to the line with Dennis. How you doing today, my friend? How you doing, sir? I appreciate you. I'm doing pretty well. Oh, I'm doing great. Doing great. I've been looking forward to talking with you. I thank you, first and foremost, for sending me your book. That's going to be, uh, guys, spoiler alert. This is going to be our featured book of the week this week, so go get your copy of it now. But, Taurus, man, give us a little bit. They heard me do a bio to get us started, but that's just me saying words. But why don't you go ahead and tell them about your your story and get to your journey that led us to this conversation today? Yeah, and I appreciate that, Chris. I really appreciate you uh, for having me, and I appreciate all your audience and everybody. Uh, that just supports the show, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, um, well, you know, I have I'm married, been married for nine years, and we have four kids. You know, um, and that's kind of where we are now. I'm from Detroit, and and but you know, for, in in terms of the book and how God even uh, orchestrated me to be here is, you know, I um, grew up, you know, um, around family who um, believed in Jesus, believed in God. Um, you know, and they taught me to pray, you know, um, and that and that was sort of the crooks of kind of like my life. But I would only pray when uh, I really thought it was an emergency as a, as a kid or, or adolescent. So I'll pray about this. I'll pray about that. Oh, somebody's dying or something real big. But like as far as really knowing God and who he is and and, and what, uh, you know, going to church every day and things like that, I didn't have a great idea of that. And so uh, my relationship with God really started as I began to pray and talk to him and seek him around you know, like 15, 16 years old. And so that kind of grew exponentially, just really seeing like, wow, God is moving in my life when I talk to him, when I pray. And that led me to really get baptized when I was 18 and, um, you know, really give my life to the Lord. But uh, after that, I really did not um, go into a discipleship program or any type of community or really have any um uh, sort of guide on what that journey looked like. And so, um, and, and that's partly on me. That's partly on whatever. It was just kind of how it was. I didn't even know it was a thing. And so, um, you know, got baptized and then kind of went back to the way I was, you know, kind of living and doing things, which at that time was, um, because of the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Um, I was, I wasn't, doing things super bad. It, the Holy Spirit started convicting me of like cursing or, you know, changing certain habits in my life and things like that. But I believe that that started sort of a journey between um, basically my old nature and my new nature and really um, dying to my old self and, and growing in, in, in the new person that God had created me to be. And, and but I didn't know that was going on. And so I'm really just kind of living life. And uh, from that moment on, it started sort of a dichotomy when I look back on choices and decisions where I could choose to go the way God was telling me, or I could choose to go kind of just the way either I want to go or way temptation or whatever I thought was right. And and so um, that kind of hit a pimple head in my in my early 20s, around 22, 23, where, you know, uh, I started to get the pressure of life in terms of what am I going to do? Who am I going to be? Um, what am I going to do? You know, I was in, you know, more tempting uh, situations and really I started to implode and my way of working through that was partying, drinking, or, you know, ultimately leading subsequently to having um, sex with women. And um, I never try to make it like I was just this like ladies man or this wild man, but, but I was living um, 
two sides of myself. One side wanted to do well, and one side was just really struggling and not doing well. And I and I and, and it was really a split. And I lived like that uh, for uh, a large part of my twenties, really all the way up until I got married. I would say until you know around twenty um, six years old, twenty seven, and um, the way I had lived. Um, I thought maybe it would just stop when I got married or I thought like, you know, I'm not even really sure I thought that, but I was hoping, you know, but I really didn't have any tools to really uh, and didn't really know what I was struggling with and how to deal with the different pressures and stresses of life, as well as the temptation of sexual sin. And so it really was a hard uh, time in my life. But when I got married for the first year, um, because I was in training for work and gone away and didn't really have a lot of free time, you know, this problem had kind of subsided and I was like, okay. And then I got married and we had a young family with a kid and my wife was, was, had got pregnant and, but, but, but slowly, but surely, um, I started to feel the same pressures and the same internal pressure and really the same habits creeping back up. And that's when I had, uh, my first affair again. Um, and, uh, my wife was pregnant at the time, which is, you know, what I put in the book, Man Code. And, um, you know, I, I went out and, um, had the affair. And then when I came back, you know, different things uh, occurred to where my wife started to question me, but where I grew up and where like I come from, you're not caught till you're caught. Like, you know, you're, you don't have to confess unless you're caught in the bed red-handed and even then you can say oh we just land here or something like that right but it was this overwhelming um in the moment while she was questioning me this overwhelming feeling of like look how far you fail and what do you gain by continuing to lie because i was saying nothing happened nothing happened but what do you gain and it all just kind of came upon me very um, at once to see how far I had fell from that 18 year old kid who was, yeah, I want to get, you know, give my life and like really was doing things more godly um, to this person who had lived like this for, you know, five, six, seven years and now had cheated on his wife when she was pregnant. And it was just like, wow, I, I have nowhere to go, even if I get out of this situation. And so I just said, I did it. <laughs> I did it. You know, and I was kind of uh, how to, how how it came about. And then we went through, um, I don't want to, you know, dominate this whole portion. But we went through our, 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 our growth, our healing together. But we also I went through my own personal journey, which was really first with God, where I had to, you know, really get reconciled with him. And he had to show me this process of how to um, get free. Um, and, and really, the last part is um, I was seeing God's power. I, I was really developing. I was reading my word. I was growing. I was seeing the struggle that I had struggled with so long in my 20s um, really starting to dissipate and go away. Um, but I had an identity issue still in the midst, even though I was seeing growth. And that was that I saw myself as a cheater still. Um, I, I, I saw the power of God working. I, but I couldn't believe like, wow, am I going to really be able to keep this up for the rest of my life? Or is this just going to be like some old times where you do good for so long, but then you fall right back into the cycle of sin. And so, um, I had went longer than I ever went, but it was an opportunity where I went away for work and I felt like God told me like, you're going to be 
tempted on this journey. Like, I mean, when you go out of town, you know what I mean? And right. so I feel like he kind of gave me the, the heads up. But when I went, um, it was almost the only way to explain it. It was like, you know, we were out with a bunch of friends and, and, and a lady was there. And I went back. Uh, we went back to a hotel and I felt like, man, I, when I, before I went out, I should have just stayed at my own hotel, but I feel like, man, I had to see if I was strong enough. Like I had to see if I could really, if I, if this, if I had really changed and I fell and I fell miserably. But the difference was this time after this affair, the level of conviction and the heaviness that I felt was never like anything before. And at that moment I knew, you're not a cheater. That's not who God created you to be. You are a man of God who just cheated and is destroying you. And if you continue on this path, you're not, it's not going to be nothing left of you internally, externally, because the way you feel right now, you're going to implode. And from that journey on, it really broke me com- completely free. And that was the identity piece of who I was. And that, and that along with all the other practical and spiritual work that God had showed me over that two or three year journey really uh, burst me into uh, where I am now. And so at some point, God started to impart on my heart to write a book about it all. And I was like, whoa, God, I mean, I'm free. We're good. Um, what, you know, I, I, and, and so that was a process to be able to write a book and to be in this place. And I never thought uh, that God would ever in a million years, use the horrificness of my sin to bring about his glory, you know, and to put me in a platform like these to to share my story. But here we are. And it just shows that, you know, um, God is is great, even even in our worst moments. Right. Well, it also points to, you know, the, the church in general is supposed to be a hospital, not a country club, man. So this is <laughs> hats off to you. Right. I mean, this is an incredible book. I mean, you're you're very transparent in the book, very, very vulnerable. I could tell in your writing. I'm sure that was not easy for you to write. And just the way you told your story just right there. I mean, that's things a lot of guys would just completely shy away from or shut down and not want to talk about or just hide. And the way you lean into it, man, that's that's what being a man is about. And that's why I wanted to talk with you about it. And I kind of want to just unpack, go back a little bit earlier in your story, because you said you got saved when you were 18. You're, and, and what you said, man, it convicted me. So I wrote this note down. You said you got baptized and then you looked around and you didn't have any men there to really disciple you and to, to take you, to help you, you know, with your journey. And I mean, I see this all the time, all the time. That's why I started the line with this because I see this is, this is what men face, right? We, we want to be believers. We want to, uh, you know, we get that conviction we go in the water, we come up and it's like, what now? And it's just like, you know, well, well good luck. Like, no, bro, we need we need guys to help us grow. So, I mean, talk to me about that. I mean, what, were there any men in your life leading up to that point that, you know, were, were the spiritual mentors and this? What do you think was missing for you know, when you were baptized? What were, what were you hoping that you would find or what do you hope that guys find now when they come up out that water? What would you what would you say to those guys to look for? Yeah, um, man, great question. And I know I kind of spewed the whole story, man. And so I appreciate you going back. I believe yeah, that, uh, one, I did not know discipleship was a thing. And so mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for anything. You know, I, mm-hmm. I had built my relationship through just prayer 
And and honestly, I didn't even have a good understanding of the Trinity. I didn't understand a lot about, man, the I hadn't even read a lot of the Bible. I read Proverbs. I remember that. But I hadn't really, right. God was really just calling me to himself. And I was at this place where I, I didn't even know that I should be doing anything like that. I knew I should go to church. Um, right. And I come and I come from a great father and, and, and a great grandfather and, and, and these and, and, and these men were impactful, influential, influential, influential in my life. Um, right. And it had, but but um, in terms of having someone grab me and say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's about to happen. This is where. Um, you need to do, or these are things that helps, or these are, you know, some of the, 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 the ups and downs or anything. I, I didn't, I didn't have that. And I, and I want to really, uh, be careful not to put it on even the church, that, the, the pastor that, or the church that baptized me because they're a wonderful church, yeah. you know? Um, I don't, I just didn't have it. You know what I mean? I guess that's to be honest. And I didn't know to look for it. And so I just kind of went back to doing, Things I've doing, which was praying, you know what I mean, but no intentional walking um, with with the Lord in 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 a practical a Bible reading or scripture or even just fellowship and community. Right, right. No, and I'm with you, man. And I'm not definitely wasn't trying to point this to towards your church. Well, what I'm saying is, in general, that's what we focused on so much from a church standpoint is we just we want to get the numbers for the baptism numbers up. But then afterwards, like that's just the beginning. Like we, we, we there has to be the discipleship to grow. And I mean, that's yeah. what Jesus calls us to go. Therefore, make disciples. Right. So, I mean, yeah. we need to get out there. We need to be leaning in and, and helping these guys because I'm with you, man. Like, you know, I read Proverbs. I definitely hadn't read the whole Bible by the time I was baptized. So there's there's this whole process that, that I was just unaware of. And I just think that, you know, for for Christian men in general, I mean, this is something that, that we need to, to recognize. And I just, yeah. you know, I, I want to get your take on it for sure, because um, yeah. I, I definitely see that that was that was an area that that jumped out when you were walking through that story. I was like, man. I wonder, I just wonder if, if he'd have had these guys, if he was in this, not so much a program, if he would just had guys that were just there pouring in the word into him yeah. on a consistent basis and willing to check them, right? Because guys, we have to be willing to check each other. And sometimes yeah. like when you think about the Christian guys, they, we think of these nice, mild, mild-mannered guys that, that are not going to check us. But no, man, that's, that's not what Jesus called us to. We, it's, we have to have the hard conversations too, you know? Yeah. No, man, and I really believe that who's to say – that I wouldn't have went through some ups and downs, right? Right. But, but I, but I do believe that there's something to say about accountability, as you're as you're saying, and I do believe mm-hmm. it's something to, to let people know to people perish for a lack of knowledge, right? Like like to just yep. have your eyes open to be aware, because I when I look back, I see the I see the enemy attacking me in ways that I didn't even know, like I wasn't even thinking about it. I wasn't even seeing it. I see my own iniquities and sins and the struggle as Paul talks about, I want to do right, but I do wrong. And I I see what's going on, but, but who knows that that's even what's happening. Like you're saying, Chris, like, like just somebody to let you know, like, Hey, you're going the wrong way or you're going the right way, or you're going this way, be aware or look out for this. I think would have at least, um, helped me and and who knows i don't know how much but i think it would have helped me uh, uh, avoid some of the pitfalls for sure 
Absolutely. And, and, you, and what a great position you're in right now is to be able to serve that that next guy, right, who may yeah. be getting ready to walk down that road. You'll be able to speak such truth and connect with that those those men in ways that others won't because you've walked that path. Now you recognize it and you'll be able to help them. So yeah. man, this yeah. is powerful stuff. So, hey, guys, we're going to take our first break. We'll be right back. What if you could connect with other Christian men? Grow in your faith, have resources to help you be the leader God intends you to be, have live events where you can ask questions and get in the moment answers, and be connected to guys 24-7 when you need them the most. Does it sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. That is what we've built within the Lion Within Us community. I'm telling you guys, this is an unbelievable opportunity. Jump in. Check us out. We have weekly events that are happening all the time. We have lion lunches. We have our Bible study. We have boot camps that are happening. We have uh, Ask Me Anything events every month where you get a chance to ask questions directly from guests from the show. Guys, it's access that you cannot get anywhere else. This community is growing. It's getting bigger and bigger, and it's being it's growing closer together as it grows as well. It's amazing to see how these guys lean in, support, serve, love, encourage, challenge each other on a daily basis. So guys, if you want a chance just to check it out, hop over to the lionwithin.us, get a 30-day free trial, just see what it's like. And you may find what you've been looking for, that encouragement, that support, that brotherhood is right here at the click of your finger. I'll see you inside the den. So, Taurus, I wanted to know, man, you, you talked a lot around, obviously, there's a lot of sexual sin that grips so many guys. I mean, this is something we talk about a lot on the show. We talk about pornography, you know, sexual sin in general, all the things because Satan wants our marriage to fail. I mean, he's definitely going to throw everything he had. And, and I think he uses that sexual sin uh, any chance he can. He's going to do it, whether it's Instagram reels, TikTok. It don't matter. Like he's going to find ways to put that sexual sin, that temptation there in front of us. Right. And I just want to get your take. Why do you think that is such a struggle for so many guys? I I know for me, I talk to guys all the time and this is the biggest one is is working through the sexual sin. So just with your story and and, and the way you've connected with others, why, why is this such a big struggle? Yeah. I think at the, at the beginning of it, we have to be honest that not like from, from the womb, we have a, uh, a bend towards sin and 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 as guys we we naturally desire to um have sex and 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 fornicate because that's a sin that lives in us and so i want to acknowledge that and and admit that it comes down to you know discipline and it comes down to um you know not engaging in those activities like those tiktoks and those things and right. it is a very um uh, you know, spiritual in, in, in one sense to discipline yourself. It is. But then on another note, what I, what I saw in mind is there's things about sexual sin that is, I call them root issues that dig into, um, how it serves you in a way, um, that we don't even know. So if you're struggling with insecurity or rejection, um, to have sex with a woman or to feel, um, you know, empowered by that is serving your ego. 
is serving your pride. So it's not only that I'm just a dog or I just am uncontrollable. There's something inside that's serving that God should be serving instead. And, and mm-hmm. so if God is the one I get my validation from God. I get my affirmation and my identity from God. I don't need to feel like uh, like like, oh, the ladies love me or I'm getting my affirmation or I'm powerful from sexual or even from, um, you know, being able to get compliments and affirmation from women. And so I mm-hmm. think that is one of one of the one of the things I think also, um, as you said, when when we get back to the discipline aspect, if if our flesh desires it, then we right. have to starve that thing, our flesh, in that regard. Not watching the porn- pornography, not um, you know mm-hmm. flirting with women, not watching the magazines and the Instagrams, and not staring at the ladies when we're out and about. And we have to starve that aspect of our flesh, and we have to feed our spirit in a way where um, the things of God are growing in us. You know, and so. Um, it's, 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 I think it's multifaceted more than we think. I think we're just like discipline, 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 but it's also taking a deep look at some of our trauma, at some of our, um, thought processes about why this thing yeah. is so hard to break out of instead of just making it, um, a discipline thing only. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to get your take on this too, man. Cause I mean, when you think about the issue of pornography, because pornography can be that gateway to so many things for these guys that it just, it is right. And when you look back, like when I was growing up, it was magazines, you know, I mean, you try to find like your stack of your dad's magazines, right? Yeah. Somewhere. And maybe if you were yeah. lucky, you could find that stack and that's how you got, that's how you access it now, man. Like it's everywhere. I mean, yeah. literally if you hang your kids on an open smartphone, you might as well be handing them a pistol. That's fully loaded. Right. And that's the analogy I make. So, you know, that 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 those temptations being there the way it is. So many guys, I think, just try to hide it. And and you know what? They just they don't think it's that big a deal. I know guys that, you know, they're married and then and it'll be their wife laying in the bed in one room and in the bathroom. They're looking at pornography. Like it's just like. You do you realize you have the real thing laying there, right? Like what 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 is driving it? So I'm just trying to understand, man. Like that why do we think that we try to hide it so often? And then what made you decide to just bring it out in the light? Because I think that's that's mainly that you brought that out in the light with your wife and and decided to hit it head on. Yeah. Well, you know, on 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 the lines of what you were saying is that I think that you know, the world teaches us that it's okay. The world teaches mm-hmm. us that's just just being a part of being a man. And so it's a worldly identity that whether we recognize it or not is being um, infiltrating who we are. And, and so mm-hmm. we're, we're justifying it because it's like, oh, I have these desires. God gave me these desires. But like, no, it's it's a perversion, uh, you know, and it's our, our own flesh and our own way of wanting to gratify ourselves. And I think right. you, one of the dangers is pornography, magazines, or a lot of these things aren't, you know, also in addition to just being, you know, sin, they're also not really promoting godly um, intimacy mm-hmm. with women. They're not promoting sex in, in a way that's godly. Not that if it was, that would be make it right. But that's two different problems. So the problem is when your wife is laying there, and I, and I really struggle with this, is when your wife is is laying there, or when you're married, and you're supposed to do it within the confines of marriage. It's not appealing anymore because it's because you've only really trained yourself on how to do it perverted. 
So so right. like you enjoy the perverted way of it. But when it's when it's godly, you don't want to do it. And that's no different than when you tell your toddler or your three year old, hey, don't touch that thing. And and we know that the sin, even though you tell them, as soon as you tell them, they want to do it. You know, right. and so we have that same thing going on. Like, this is bad sex. Oh, no, don't do it. I'm going to do it. You know, and, and, and as we indulge that and we grow that, um, that becomes our world in terms of sex. And then you have, you know, what we call, you know, in the world, boring sex or like, yeah, it's just this. And, and it's not. And we would act like our wives or like it's not fun. But it's really that we've trained ourselves to have sex in a perverted way, you know. And so I think for me. Um, as I went through my journey, um, I told you why I kind of originally confessed, which was what, what do I gain from hiding this thing? And I think the hiding is some fear that it was so heavy trying to pretend to be better than I was. And, and that right. thing was just, okay, fine. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not that, I'm not that awesome. Right. And, and so I just had to confess because the way to improvement or sanctification is honestly your first step is admitting you messed up, you know, and why yeah. I said now um, is because of what you said, there are people who I can't go back and change what I did, but there are people who are in the middle of my struggle or have went through my struggle or are not quite there who I can share. And it really comes down to making it more obvious and bring it to light that this is a struggle. You're not the only one. Um, right. And even though it's wrong, you haven't broken the record of sin. You know, you are facing what other people are facing and there's a way out. You know, I failed, but God showed me a way out. There's a way. There's another way because the most hopeless feeling when you're struggling with sin is that this is just how it is. And the best I have is to curve it or to hide it. And so I share it to just outly and blatantly to try to come against this 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 religious legalism that we should hide all of our sins and act like we're doing great on the outside but deep down struggling where the devil has us one-on-one and beating us up yeah i mean i think it goes back to what you were saying earlier Taurus, about our identity and what do we find our identity in the end it's not it's not a cheater you're, you're, you're the worst saying that you think that you've done that's not how god identifies you i mean yeah. you, you talked about a little bit in your book around shame and condemnation and and i've recently been talking talking and teaching about that around there is no condemnation for those in christ jesus right out of romans 8 1 right i mean that's yeah. that's we have to remember that but at the same time man like if you've, if you've committed some of these horrible sins you can just feel it's natural that you just feel defeated and like yeah. that's what you resonate as like I'm just a cheater. I'm no good. I suck. I'm terrible. Like I, I can't do this marriage thing. I don't know how to do it. Like it's so, so many guys get talk, caught in that cycle of yeah. negative thinking and they keep t- talking down and talking down and talking down. And I have to remind guys all the time, like, look, man, the spirit builds up. Satan tears down. Yeah. So if those thoughts are coming in that they're tearing you down, that is from Satan. It is not yes. from the spirit. And mm. and so, man, speak to that shame and condemnation because that is it. Those are tools. Effect- and they are effective tools that Satan uses how can we start combating that stuff with truth? Yeah, man, you, man, what you said was so good. And I think what I, what I learned on my journey is, you know, you can read the gospel or you can hear the gospel and you can say, okay, God forgives me. But like, you got to really meditate and really sit on like, okay, God, while we were still sinners, you know, right. sent Jesus 
to die for us. And so it wasn't a, I'm waiting for you guys to get right uh, to, to come right. and do this. He did it while he saw us who we were. And so I yeah. think that the shame and condemnation, the, the largest part where it got me is that when you mess up, you want to stay in that place of I'm so horrible and I'm so bad. I think it's okay to, like you said, to admit, like, I messed up and I feel horrible about it. And this is bad. But the Bible says that godly sorrow leads to repentance and repentance leads to salvation versus worldly sorrow just leads to death. So if you stay in sorrow, that's just in listening to the devil's condemnation. You're 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 staying in a place of no progress and it's ultimately just going to destroy you. But when you realize like, okay, I did mess up and I do feel horrible, but like I have to lean into God in that moment. I have to, you know, whether I got to prone out, whether I have to admit and cry, whether I have to confess to another brother, whatever it is, I have to not allow my shame to bully me into a corner of isolation. I have to lean into God and and, Mm -hmm. and admit what I did wrong. Because that is the process of, of getting his grace. And, 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 and I learned that when I didn't do that, I would run away from God. And there was no answers <laughs> in, in that direction of life. I would stay away. I wouldn't go to church. I wouldn't read because I would just feel I wasn't deserving to be right. around God. I didn't deserve. And like God was like, shame, shame, shame on you. And so I would go away from the help I needed. But when I really learned that like, okay, I didn't get it right. Let me go back to God and try to fix this thing. God, I messed up, man. Help me. And no, like you said, God is there to say like, okay, you did mess up, but, yeah. but I covered that. And, and I'm here to help you. I, I want you to admit that you messed up. Let's get it right. And, and to go through that and to fight off that bullying condemnation and do it as many times you do it. Sit on the gospel message of what Jesus did on the cross. Man, that's how you break that condemnation and shame because the devil is hoping that we just beat ourselves up while he's beating us up. Right. Man, preach on it, Taurus. That's, that's, that's what's up right there, man. That's it. That is totally it right there. Hey, guys, we'll be right back. Guys, I hear all the time how we are isolated, we're alone, we don't feel like we have anybody we can talk to. And I'm here to tell you, we took action. The line within us, we started a community. And that thing is awesome. We have events happening all the time. And more importantly, we have guys connecting with each other every day. And I'm talking about we're building meaningful relationships, serving each other, accountability, growth. And I know that's what you're looking for. And it's done, guys, all within the community itself. Every week, we have lion lunches. We have Bible studies. We have uh, Ask Me Anything events. We, guys, this is, we have things, resources that we have built to serve you, to help you be the leader God intends you to be. We're offering right now a 30-day free trial. Jump in. Check it out for a month. Come to some events. See what it's like. See if it serves you well. You have nothing to lose at this point. Check it out. I guarantee you guys, once you get in, you're going to find the resources that you need to help you keep growing. Just that encouragement. Sometimes you just need that fellow brother coming alongside. It's just going to be there and say, I got you, bro. And that's what we got. We have that and so much more. So go to the lionwithin.us. Click on get a 30-day free trial and start today. And guys, I'll see you inside the den. 
So I want to unpack one item, Taurus, that you were talking about your story. And because I think this is really important because I like to get tactical and, and really help guys, you know, try to to recognize the the trips, the ways that Satan is going to throw out. And you mentioned the second this for the second affair. Mm-hmm. You know, you you were you were walking, you were doing the things that, that you felt like God was calling you to do, but you felt like you needed to, to prove to yourself that you could do this. Uh, it was on a work trip. I think that's worth unpacking a little bit. So you were away from your your in your normal environment, you know, that the temptations are out there. Cause I, I was talking to one of our guests when I first started to show Clarence, and he talked about when he travels for work, the boundaries he's put in place to protect his testimony. He's like, because I have to put boundaries in place. And he said, that spirit leads me to these boundaries, but I put them in place. Like for him, he doesn't go out to dinner with any women. He's not meeting with women in any one-on-one settings. He kind of practices the Billy Graham rule where you're never going to be in a room with a woman by yourself unless it's your wife. That's that's, that's Billy's rule. That was his rule. He And people just coined that the Billy Graham rule. And and it's been one that serves me well, too. Keeps me out of trouble. You know, (laughs) I don't have to worry about it. If I'm not, I'm in a room with another woman, there's somebody else there unless it's my wife. But you mentioned that, you know, you were on that trip, uh, you were there and you wanted to prove to yourself that you were strong, you know, that you had overcome this. So, man, unpack that, because I think that's where a lot of guys get in trouble is when we get in these scenarios and we try to feel like the three words, I got this. And at the end of the day, we don't got this. You know, yeah. so many times we got to lean in on spirit. So. I'd love to just hear more about that and what you would share to guys who maybe travel for work or, or, or find themselves in these types of scenarios. What did you learn from that? And what, what would you encourage them as they, you know, go forth and to try to make the most out of their testimony? Yeah. Um, I think, I think you said it best. Like you have to know yourself and you have to know, um, that the devil is roaming around, you know, and, and it's not, because necessarily you just have to be a bad person. You have to be looking for it. Um, it there, there's a pitfall or a snare, you know, around the corner, you know. And so um, you can't become lax or lackadaisical in, in your walk. And, and so I think that uh, just knowing, being honest and, and, and transparent, because sometimes we can get to a place where we feel like I shouldn't have to do this or other people don't mm-hmm. have to do this. Or we can start being irritated that we even have to you know, put up these boundaries and, 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 and so, but being just humble about it and saying like, no, I don't do this or I um, shouldn't do this. And I think, I think that just that honest, that honesty with yourself, yeah. you know, is, is, a, is a real powerful step. And for me, I think also just really, like I said, for mine, it was that identity piece, man, knowing who you are and how you want uh, to be, you know? And then from that place, you can set up the parameters that are consistent with that identity. But it, but if you try to sometimes, when you try to work it backwards, like, okay, I'm just going to do this and do that, it becomes uh, a burdensome thing and it becomes heavy and, and we don't like it because we may not see, we may not know why we're doing it. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do that and do that. And, and then we're just like, no, I don't want to do all that. But like, Start at who you are and, and, and then don't just well, I'll say this. One of the things that really helped me is I started I worked from being in the room with the woman and doing the action that I didn't want to do. And I said, you know what? I'm not strong enough 
in that room right now. Um, I don't want to be, it could be an office room, it could be a hotel room, whatever it was. I was honest and I said, I'm not strong enough right now how I am to be in that room. Mm-hmm. So if I get to that room, I've already failed. Right. Maybe I withhold, maybe I, I'm strong, but maybe I'm not. And it's too much at stake to get there. So then I had to take, okay, what's the step before that room? Okay. What's the step before that room, before that place? And I worked it all the way back to before I would even, let's just say, go on a trip. So I'm sitting in my room. These are the steps now that I know prevents me from getting to that room. And right. so I was very, very, very practical about that thing in terms of like, I'm taking this step early that may not make sense, but I know because of the the process that I'm, that this step is going to help me not to get to that place. I don't want to be. And I think sometimes we, we, we miss all that beginning and we're just like, don't do the big sin, but no, there's little sins along the way and little steps along the way that lead to that, that big sin that we're struggling with. You're all, you're all over. And one thing I want to bring up to the guys who may be saying, well, well, Chris, I've never had that issue of, you know, going, going away for work and being in a hotel and, 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 and walking that out. My question to you guys would be this. Can you hand your wife your phone right now, completely mm-hmm. unlocked and go, go into another room or go to the bathroom and not have a panic attack? <laughs> like if she could see your phone, your, your computer right now and look at your browsing history Oof. without you touching it, would, would you, have any concerns, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, these, these types of, they're two small tests right there that you can ask yourself. And I'm going to tell you what, if you, if that, if I convicted you just with those two questions right now, the spirit's trying to tell you something. Yeah. And to Taurus's point, reverse engineer that, start walking that back and then put some tactical things in place so that that's not going to be a hindrance because Satan's going to use those things. And if you yeah. don't reckon, you have to recognize them first. Because you may just think, well, this is just somebody I follow on Instagram. Well, I'm going to tell you what, if, if they're barely, you know, clothes barely covering them, should you be following that? Right. I mean, we, we can try to justify stuff all day long, man. But at the end of the day, to say, I mean, the Lord knows our heart and, and our desires. So let's let, let's we got to put those things in place, man. So I just I want to unpack that a little bit because I'm going to tell you, this it's not just the well, I'm not sleeping with her. Well, you know, what is what does Jesus say about? You know, it's, it's whoever has that lust, man. He, yeah. Just the lust, yeah. And you're already, you're already out, right? Yeah, that's so good, Chris. Well, man, let, let's keep talking because I'm telling, I'm, I'm, I'm learning a lot from you. Now, I want to, and I know we, you, you have to be speaking on her behalf, but when you got to that point, and and you were telling, you were, you were making that confession. What did that path of forgiveness looks like? Because there's probably guys listening who have walked your path, or, or maybe they're 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 in the road right now, and they're trying to they're they don't know you know what that a path of forgiveness looks like. So with you and your wife now, uh, like how did how did how did it start off? How did that path of forgiveness look like getting started just to kind of begin the healing? And then what have you guys done now as a married couple? Because you said you're married got four children obviously you're doing a lot of things together now it sounds like you have a wonderful marriage so love for for you to share some of these tips that you've learned or some steps that maybe she had to take or that you had to take just to get there yeah you know man i think for me and i have to be honest because of the level of shame and, and guilt i was feeling man i was not the person that i am now as open and honest and you know 
uh, humble in mm. the beginning stages. I have to be honest. And, and it really wasn't because I wanted to be prideful, but to really sit in it in and acknowledge how much you messed up, man, it is heavy. Especially yeah. if you're not really grabbing a hold of the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and the forgiving work that he did for us. And like, and so I was running kind of from it. And so that what that looked like is yes, I confessed and we had that moment, but like women want to know answers, you know? And so, yeah. you know, the questions began, well, how and and this, and, and it was a disconnect of like how I could explain. It. And so it was some hard days. It really was, man. And I have to be honest, it wasn't all peachy cream. We didn't get to this point that we are now overnight. It was a lot of tears, you know, and, uh, from her and and anger and anger and, you know, distrust and resentment. And it was a lot of frustration for me. And we talked about divorce because um, I was like, well, maybe she should divorce me. And I was thinking like, well, if it's going to be bad. You know, this isn't something to raise children in or this isn't something neither one of us want to be in for the next, you know, this was like our first two years. So this is not something we want to be in for the next seven or 10 or 20 years. And so we went through that phase. We went to counseling um, uh, and we we, we were trying to read books. but, But really where it really, I believe, began to um, shift was that. I was really doing the work with God. Uh, mm. That was my main focus. I wasn't absent of being a husband. I wasn't not talking to her. We were still, you know, partnering and things like that and talking through things. But I was doing so much of the work or God was doing so much of the work with me. She started to see me change. She started to see me change. And then I and then I would be I would try to. Um, be patient, and even though I wasn't perfect at it, with understanding like, man, she she just doesn't trust me. Like I'm I'm changing, like or I'm working at it, like. But like it wasn't overnight, and I had to be patient with her, and then she had to really sit with God, and she had to really admit some things. And her her testimony is that she had put me up on an idol, and mm-hmm. so when I came crashing down. You know, she went to God and and, and, I, and I don't think she has a problem with me speaking for her on this. Uh, but but God, why have you forsaken me? You know, and, and, and she felt God was saying, why have you forsaken me? You know, and so she went through her own journey of realizing like, OK, I need to grow closer to God. And so we both. Uh, we allowed the situation to bring us both closer to God. And so, yeah. to be honest, we were not aligned. But as I was growing closer to God and she was growing closer to God and then we were still doing some of the practical work in the middle, which really wasn't doing the heavy lifting. As we grew closer to God, God started to bring us closer. Yeah. And so we didn't we didn't we didn't stop praying. You know, we didn't stop trying to read the Bible together. We just uh, kept working and growing closer to God and God just kept healing our hearts. And then there was practical things we put into place. Like, um, you know, I stopped going out as much and I stopped doing things. And so she saw so much of the change, but, uh, honestly I had to pray for her and I had to ask God to let her forgive me. And she had to pray for me. And so, um, it was, it was definitely a journey of patience and, um, really just growing with God and letting him heal our hearts. 
Yeah. I'm so glad you shared that, Taurus, because I mean, it's, I've talked to the guys. I mean, I'm actually working with a guy right now that his wife left and he's trying to figure out, you know, his, how do I get her back? How do I get her back? And, and there was no infidelity there on his part, actually, on, in this case. But I can't. What, what I tell guys in situations like you, man, it, it's just like, look, you got to you got to be the man that God's called you to be mm-hmm. and you need to work on you. Mm-hmm. And if you do that and you keep running towards Jesus and everything you do with all you have and let that be your driver, the spirit's going to take care of the rest because you can't change her. And reality is, I mean, your situation, it did work out, right? It worked out and you guys stayed back together. But reality is sometimes it don't always, that's not always going to happen. But if you are just pursuing God and, and cause that's the only thing at the end of the day, we can't can control is ourselves and our actions and, and what, what God has called us to do. The rest of you, you just have to trust the spirit. And you, know, you said a word that I know I hate, patience, man. You just got to have patience with this stuff. And it's so hard, so hard. So hard. But, man, I just I, th- I think it's such a beautiful testimony for, for you to one share that that's what you had to do. You had to figure out that it was it was not much about me uh, it just uh, or, or the relationship. But, but I, who, the guy, the, the guy, the man that God has called me to be, that's who I need to focus on. And I think that's just beautiful, man. I, I, that's I was so- yeah. I was so broken, Chris, to be honest. I was so broken. And the realization of that, um, I didn't feel like I was worthy to be somebody's husband. You know what I mean? Honestly, and 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 whether that was true or not, I was working on me because it was just like, man, I no matter what happens, I have to get better, like you said. Like, and mm-hmm. even if me and my wife was to stay together. I have to get better. Like that has to happen. And so it was the only thing I knew I could do. And really it was the only thing that I felt I had the, um, even some of sometimes the, the, the thought process to do, because it was like, man, I don't want you to be married to this old guy, you know, like I don't want that. And so, yeah, man, working on you. And like you said, you said it best. That is ultimately the thing to do. And God will, Dude, my wife is no credit of mine. You know, I wish I, I don't wish, but I could get on here and say, well, I, I bought roses and I did this thing. But no, man, it was a work. Right. God. That was the only way she came to this place of forgiving me was that God in his grace softened her heart because she was mad. She didn't trust me. And the relationship was all broken. Right. Right. Man, such powerful truth right there. Well, look, we're going to take our last break, guys. We'll be right back. Let me ask you a real personal question. Who are your five closest friends? Are they pulling you closer to God or further away? Now, I know some of many guys said, man, I ain't got five friends. You know, okay, I get it, man. It's hard. It's hard to make those true connections. So what we did at The Line Within Us is we started a community. That community is where brotherhood happens. It's where guys come together. So, guys, if, you, if you're struggling right now, if you feel a little bit isolated or alone, you need to hop in the community. You're going to find brothers there that are going to come alongside you that want to help you wherever you're at, wherever you're at, guys. Don't think you have to be some theologian to join. No, we're all just regular men who want to deepen our relationship with Jesus Christ to ultimately be the leader God intends us to be. That's what it's about. So hop over to the community. Guys, we have a lot of live events as well, so you can hop in. You can kind of just sit there and watch. You don't have to really jump in if that's not who you are right now. Hop in on a lion lunch. Maybe go to one of our Bible studies that we have going on. 
maybe check out some of our courses that we have available. Or ask me anything events where we have previous guests come in and share their expertise. All this is available within the community. That is part of the membership. So if it sounds like there's something you want to start, guys, 30-day free trial. Just jump in. See if it serves you. And if it does, guys, we would love to have you in our community as we're growing, we're serving, we're helping others be the leader that God intends them to be. And I know we can help you be the leader God wants you to be as well. So again, hop over to thelionwithin.us, click on join for that 30-day free trial so you can get started today. I look forward to seeing you inside the den. I'm curious. So what what does your wife look like now? And, and you said you have four kids or so boys, girls, what you got going on there? Yeah. So uh, two boys, two girls, it goes boy, girl, boy, girl. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, we've been married, like I said, we just celebrated nine years and uh, me and my wife, we have, we started a ministry called the Hope Ambassadors. And so we, um, one of the main things we're doing right now is our YouTube channel, the Hope Ambassadors, where we're sharing our story and we are sharing the, the, the ugly, the good, the bad and the ugly, you know, and really a lot of ugly led to the good, you know, and uh, what God did with it. And so um, we, me and my wife are blown away, man, our, 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 at our testimony right now because we didn't know that God could, do, could, could really do, do this in us considering yeah. where it looked like. And so the fact that then he started to impress upon us to be uh, available to share it, you know, was like, whoa, you turned this into a ministry. And so our ministry is very much... Um, uh, it's been birthed out of this, 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 this horrible situation that we went through. You know, I, um, you know, wrote the book, but also, you know, talk and share this with guys in person and, and on calls and, you know, and, and group calls. And then we also are doing the YouTube. So really it's our, our marriage where we're stronger than it's ever been. And we're raising our children the best we can to, to, to grow in the admonition of the Lord and the love of God. And, you know, just it, it's amazing um, what God has really done, man. And so we're just we're, we're just grateful, man, and humble. But we have to decrease to share the story because we don't have the perfect story of marriage. We don't have the perfect family, the perfect life. And it was always right. We, we have to decrease to really be honest, to share with people. Um, that yes is good right now, but don't look at what you see and think that <laughs> it's always been like that. Like we have to work at this thing. Right. So you said it's called Hope Ambassadors. What's what's the uh let's let's just give a shout out to the website. Where do you want them to go? <clears throat> Excuse me, where do you want them to go to, to check that out? Yeah, we want you to go to uh the Hope Ambassadors, and that's on YouTube. That's to go like or subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where a lot of our content is right now. Um and and so we're we're really doing a lot of videos there. And it's not only marriage videos. We call it Fight right. for Marriage Win. But it's also um, just that's our that's our ministry. And so um, you also can find us on, uh, you know, Facebook or Instagram as well at the Hope Ambassadors as well. OK, OK. Well, we'll make sure we have that those those links in the show notes for you listeners out there for sure. Because it sounds like it's some pretty powerful stuff that you and your wife are doing with. Are the kids part of this yet or are they still too too young? Yeah, so my oldest is nine and my youngest is one. And so, but they actually do. They have a, a, a they they don't want to call it the Hope Ambassadors Kids. So they call it Kids Disciples, but they 
uh, every first Friday, they they host a, a group call and they're they're, you know, uh, sharing with their learning and sharing Bible truths and things like that. And so um, they're, they're on their way. They're, they're, they're on their way. And so we're trying to, you know, be patient with them. But no, we try to be transparent. So they have we have little videos on there about kind of our lives and when they're how they're, you know, doing yeah. things like my son just did kind of like a the tomb is empty thing, just kind of on his own. Holy Spirit just did it or whatever. So we, we share those kind of videos to let people know, like, you know, we're, we have regular family, you know, going through it, too. You know, that's very cool. And for for I know we have a lot of listeners, but for the ones that don't watch our YouTube drops, you may want to check it out because Taurus just lit up when he started talking about his family being part of this. So I'm excited to check that out. That's going to be pretty cool. So you've reached the end of our 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 primary interview but we 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 have what we like to call feeding time towards we're just going to ask a, a quick lightning round have okay. a little fun with it get let the listeners know a little bit more about you so if you're willing to play we'll jump right in yeah let's do it let's do it all right all right so i i, I start off with 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 just a, a question that gets to the heart that i want to know from every guy so what's your favorite thing about god mm. my favorite thing about god I I believe is that he works all things together, you know, for for yeah. the good of those that love him, those called according to his purpose. And so I just when I look back over, you know, I'm 35, when I even look back over my life at this point, whether I knew it or didn't, I can see God's hand on me and I can see um his love and his faithfulness in my life. And so it's always encouraging just to know, like, sometimes I don't have it all together. Sometimes I don't understand. Sometimes I'm just out here giving it my best, but really not sure where where things are going to land. And just to know that God is always with me and he got my he has my back. So when I look back another 30 years later, I'll be able to see like, wow, the hand of the Lord was there even when I didn't see it. You know, even when I was at my lowest points, God uh, was present. That's it. That's it. Love that. So now let's flip that 180. What's your least favorite thing about Satan? <laughs> oh, okay. I think my least favorite thing is that he tries to steal our praise and our faith in God. You know, when I look mm. at the core root of what he always is trying to do, he's trying to discourage us. Why? He's trying to affect us. Why? Because he doesn't want us to be connected to God. He doesn't want us to believe in him. He doesn't want us to praise him. And he doesn't want God to get the glory. And so that's probably the thing that at my worst moments, when I'm just don't feel like praising, to be honest, or, or just as feeling frustrated and low, you know, I'll say, no, Satan, you will not win. God, you are good. I'll find a way to to try to praise God because I know that Satan's ultimately trying to steal my faith and trying to steal my praise. And so right. I think that's where I hate the most, that level of disconnection from our creator, from our father. You know? I know, man. He's he's definitely good at that at times, but we can we can push we can we can push through for sure with his yeah. with the, the Lord's help. So yeah. so next question. What are you currently struggling with right now? Hmm. Great question. Um, yeah, transparently. So I have four children. And so yeah. my marriage is very strong. 
um, based off everything we went through and where the Lord has grown us. Um, as a father, I'm, I feel I see some some similarities in the process of trying to grow in that area and trying to, um, you know, parent my children, um, you know, being led by the Holy Spirit, but not be so, um, I guess, yeah, just not legalistic and not worrying about them all the time and trusting God with them. You know, the, 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 the parenting, the father role, you take it serious, which you should. But sometimes if you're not careful, you will forget that God, these are God's children and you're still right. a steward, you know? And so sometimes instead of thinking like a steward or a manager, because I love them so much, um, yeah. I am very enmeshed to a point where, you know, I get, I get overwhelmed or stressed and I have to come out and I have to say, okay, God, you're going to handle this. What do you want me to plant or water in them? And I'll just trust you with the increase, whether they listen, whether it seemed like it's working. Just teach me how to plant and water in my children. And and so I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the thick of that with four children young and we had some stair steps. But uh, God is doing so much and teaching me so much. It's really about the same things we talk about. Staying encouraged, breaking shame and condemnation, sitting with the Lord and just keep working at it and just trust it's going to work out. So. Well, you're reading the best parenting manual out there. So, you know, it, he will show you, you know, you just have to. To, to get into the word, and I guarantee the spirit will guide you there. So let's keep going. Let's do a couple more. So what what do you spend too much time doing last year? Look over the last year. Where did you spend too much not time doing? Hmm. Too much time. I would say too much time not uh, being decisive at moments, I guess, to be honest, like, you know, there's, okay. there's moments where you're like, God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You know, and I think the Lord yep. leads for sure. But then there's other times where God is like, trust me, just make a decision. Yep. I got you, you know, and sometimes right. I, I would get, I would get froze in forking the road moments instead of, you know, uh, trying to just move and trust God. And so I would say, um, not being still, but not in the be still and know that I'm God, just being frozen. Right. So, yeah, that's right. I'm with you. Yeah. So what's a, we're here at the beginning of the year. What's a new habit that you're going to create or maybe a recent habit that you've created that you like to share with our guys? Hmm. Yeah. So me, me and me and the wife, we are, uh, we pray together and we, uh, obviously talk a lot about God, but we wanted to go to the next level in our worship with God. So we okay. are, we are setting aside more time to intentionally, um, be before the Lord together along, even though we have our individual time, but come together more and give God glory and, and just sit with him and be, and just be open to what he wants to tell us together. Okay. That's great, man. That is great. So last question for you, and then you, after this, you, you will have survived. So what's one thing that you hope the men out there listening today remember from our conversation? Yeah. I, I, hope, I hope the men, and, and, and I think we both said it, but I hope people know to really run to Jesus, you know, really um, lean into him um, and humble yourself. You know, as men, um, we don't always want to cry. We don't always want to admit we don't know things. We want to try to work things in our own strength. We want to have all the answers, you know. Um, but but a lot of times in life when you 
get to these moments when you fell short or you're just struggling or you don't know way, where where to go. Um, if you just lean into Jesus and if you just tell God, I don't know, and start there and just say, help me. Um, that is a starting point to a lot of testimonies and the joy that comes in the morning, you know, um, of, of these bad situations or these tough situations that we're in. And so I, I think our tendency is to not do that and to keep running around in our own strength or trying to stay busy and avoiding that that humble place. But I think if we right. just fall on our knees or on our faces or just sit down and say, God, I don't have it. And just be that leader, be that husband, be that man. Uh, that father that 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 can be humble with God so you can get the strength to then show up in the other areas you need to. Um I, I think we would we would really be on our way to being kingdom, kingdom men. Amen, bro. Amen. Well this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation to us. So thank you so much. Where where do you want the guys to go? Obviously Hope Ambassadors, but anywhere else you'd like them to go to connect with you to be able to learn more or to get the book? Yeah. So Definitely, again, connect with the Hope Ambassadors on our YouTube. Um, and then as well, you can find Man Code, uh, two words, Taurus McLean, um, on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. And, uh, you know, really check out the book. It's blessing people. And I, and I just always encourage people that um, I believe the way God had me write it was um, sexual sin is, is what he wanted me to uh, focus on and put the title on. But but um, really, there's some there's some godly truths in there that'll help you if you're struggling with any type of, you know, sin in, in, in that area. So check it out. Absolutely. I definitely highly, highly recommend you guys checking out. I read this one cover to cover. Uh, it's a great read, good resources. And I just love the transparency that Taurus had. So anything else you'd like to share today, sir? No, man. And, 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 and make sure you guys, I know you guys already follow him, but really connect with Chris, man. He has, he has a, he has a good heart and he's doing it. Um, the right way. And, and, and so just, uh, I, I thank, I thank Chris for, I thank you for your availability, man, just coming and doing this for men. And I know, um, you know, it's blessing a lot of people. So thank you. Absolutely. It's an honor, sir. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. You too, Chris. How many of you guys can recite all the lines of Sweet Home Alabama without breathing hard, but when it comes to recalling God's word, you get stuck. To help you out, we identify 10 scriptures you need to fight like a lion and a plan to help you get them cemented in your heart. So grab this free resource, and I'm going to come alongside of you in a series of personal and engaging messages designed to challenge and help you grow. So get equipped today with a scripture that will help you fight the battle you are in. Visit thelionwithin.us to get started today. That's thelionwithin.us to unlock this free guide you need to fight like a lion. All right, guys, I told you it was a powerful one and I, and, and I didn't, I know you're not disappointed. So that was a really great conversation with Taurus, powerful man of God. And as you go forth this week, I want you to think about the question that I talked about for the week. What does faithfulness look like in your marriage? And we talked about a lot of things. You know, maybe you haven't actually walked down the path of where you're, you're having an affair, but can you hand your wife your cell phone unlocked at any time and not worry about it? Or does that thought cause your heart to start racing? Maybe you start getting a little sweaty. What about your, what, your computer or your browsing history? If you were to share that, 
What about your calendar? Are you having uh, maybe some lunches or some meetings with, with individuals you shouldn't be having? This is not just women, but just maybe it's other stuff. Maybe you're doing things on, on your calendar. What about your finances? Do you have a do you have a fudge account that you got where you hide some money so that you can lean in and do things you shouldn't be doing? And guys, I know I'm I'm bringing up things that you know, quite frankly, a lot of you guys may not like, and that's, I'm okay with that because I I understand that it's not it's me that you don't like; it's the spirit. The spirit's convicting you right now. So take conversations like like we just had with Taurus, learn from them, and then start making some changes. And the best way I can tell you guys to do is just start bringing this stuff out in the light. Because if you put the light on it, whatever it is, the spirit will help you. The spirit will guide you. Will it be easy? No, it's going to be hard. But I guarantee you that suppressing it, trying to hide, trying to live in this, 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 this life that, you know, you feel like you, you, you can do this on your own. You're just going to fail. And I want you to to not have that. I want you to do what we talked about in our verse of the week. Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong. And to do all that, you have to walk in the light. That's what it's about. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode, this conversation. Give us a rating and review, five stars, write a review. If you haven't done that yet, seriously, guys, what are you waiting on? Give us a rating and review. That takes like five seconds to go do that, okay? And then hop over to our community. Because Taurus and I, we talked a lot. We even talked after after we recorded about the importance of community, the importance that that, that men are, are looking for connection with other guys in a meaningful way, not just a pew-sitting church way. I'm talking about a meaningful way where you can have actual conversations. And the line within us, that's what we've built. We've built the community. We've built it, and we serve it every day. And yes, we, we, we put a lot of effort into this. We put a lot of scrutiny into it. We put a lot of, of resources there because we know how important it is. We know Satan wants you to fail. He definitely wants you to fail in your marriage. He wants you to fail, fail with your kids. He wants you to fail at work. So we're going to do all we can in all those areas to give you the resources and support that you need to win, to do the things that God has called you to do. And we know that you can't do that alone. You need other guys out there that are going to be rallying around you. And quite frankly, it can be hard with your local guys to do that. Sometimes you just need to connect with guys all over. And that's the beauty of what we have. We have guys all over the country who are in there every day, leading in, helping each other. So take advantage of the 30-day free trial. Guys, I'm not asking you to lock in anything out the gate. But go start your 30-day free trial and just see what it's like. Just see what it's like. If all you do is pop in and come to a couple of live events and say, huh, you know what? This isn't for me. Hop out. No, no harm, no foul. But I guarantee you, if you actually lean in, and go to an event and have a conversation with the guys that want to have conversations with you and be transparent, be vulnerable, and actually come looking to grow, you will find it. Without a shadow of a doubt, you will find it. We have testimony after testimony of guys in that community who are growing every day, but they're only growing because they're showing up. So take advantage of your 30-day free trial. Go to the lionwithin.us. That's the lionwithin.us. Click on 30-day free trial. It's all over the main page to get started. I'm in there every day. You can connect with me directly. We can have conversations. I would love to be able to serve you. So, guys, again, check it out, thelinewithin.us. Come back on Friday. I'm going to unpack a few really good tips on our Fun Friday episode that you do not want to miss. Guys, I guarantee you a couple of these tips you probably haven't heard of before, and these are, these are going to hopefully serve you well 
as you try to lead your family, lead your spouse, lead your finances, your career, all the things that you know that God wants you to 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 step up and take ownership of. We'll try to give you some some good advice on this on our next Fun Friday. So hopefully, prayerfully, we'll see you there on that one. And remember to keep unleashing the lion within.